What's up, everybody? This is Lori Burris with the Catch a Pocket podcast. Uh, thanks for joining me today. My guest this afternoon is Miss Nikki Monomog, and she has some wonderful things to say and even played a song for me at the end. I really love very much. So my first episode went smashingly and I had a lot of positive feedback. Thank you all for listening so far. All 50 of you or whoever it was, I appreciate it. Uh, Spread the word, hopefully. Let everyone know. I would like you guys to give me any more feedback that you might have for me, good or bad, because it can only improve the show. This is a labor of love, so I'm always trying to improve myself and this podcast. You can email me at catchapocket at gmail.com. And I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, and I just added a Twitter account at catchapocket. This podcast is available on Podbean and Google Play thus far. I'm trying to get approval for Apple Podcasts, but the Apple Connect techs are not liking that I use no Apple products at my home. I'm enjoying the process of making this podcast so far, even though it isn't the most comfortable situation putting myself out there for others to witness. It is serving an artistic need that I've been yearning for in some strange way. I also want to thank my first guest, Michael Carmody, for stepping up to the plate and being the first guest of this podcast. I hope that the show gets better and better with each passing episode. Your critique is always welcome, and I'm by no means an expert at this process or production and this won't work if it doesn't add value to at least one listener's life so that's my goal just adding value to one listener's life today's episode alter egos uh, my special guest is nikki matamog from merriam webster's definition of alter egos a second self or different version of oneself such as a trusted friend the opposite side of a personality clark kent is the alter ego of superman um so in life i think we all have alter egos we act the way we want to be perceived at work and we're a more scaled down version of that person with our family and sometimes our friends We change the way we act for others, just uh, in general for situational reasons, survival reasons, to be accepted. The place that I notice a big change in who I am and who I ever want to be is a negative version of myself that comes out in the most cases, almost every case, uh, when I'm driving on the road. Maybe it's because no one can hear what I'm saying, or maybe it is a direct result of being surrounded by aggressive phone surfers trying to take my life, that I say things that should never be said. I don't hold back with how moronic I think people are. I don't hold back with the barrage of GDs and MFs that I am thinking. The words just flow out of me as easily as my vehicle rolls down the road. Don't get me wrong, I try to be patient. Not my virtue, by the way. I start every day with a positive attitude about how I'm going to go the speed limit and stay out of the passing lane. And yet, every effing day, I'm cursing like a sailor on a year-long voyage and wishing death on the aggressive dude in the F-150 that is going 62 miles an hour in the passing lane until I get in the middle lane and then he decides he doesn't want me to pass him. 
oh no. I look down at the speedometer and I'm going 72 and wishing this fucker's death and the death to all his family. Why, evil Lori? Why? How is it that I'm a mild-mannered professional woman by day and a completely intolerant psychopath driving home? I do not condone violence, especially when it is just a matter of getting home or to the store. I would never try to get physical with one of the consistent dumbasses that I get behind regularly. As a matter of fact, while I was writing this intro to this podcast, a four-year-old was shot in the abdomen area because of a road rage incident in Wichita and the kid remains in critical condition. So no, you shouldn't be shooting each other because you're mad that somebody cut you off. But if you are in the left-hand lane of the highway and you aren't passing anybody, get the hell out of there. Go get in the middle lane and be with all the people going 60 to 65 miles an hour and let the people that are passing go in the left lane and pass. Gee, many Christmas guys, come on. So it's really no laughing matter if you're no longer in control of yourself when you have the road rage. Once I make it into my neighborhood, I breathe a sigh of relief and relax in the safety of my home. Oh well, I will try to be a little more tolerant tomorrow, I say. I will try to go the speed limit and not be aggressive. It hasn't worked so far. With that being said, I want to wrap this up and just say, you know, let's all take our time, take a deep breath when we're out there driving. We don't need to shoot each other because we got passed or cut off. What we need to do is be a little more tolerant, especially me. Personally, it's something I'm working on daily. Let me get a little bit of a good vibe going here and introduce my next guest, a lovely young woman. She is a talented musician and vocalist from bands such as the Mischief Makers, Sidecar Royals, and her solo work. In her day job, she's a massage therapist. She keeps the clientele clamoring for more with the hands of a goddess. She is the lovely soul that I am glad to call my friend and confidant. My guest on today's Alter Ego episode is Miss Nikki Monomont. Before we get started with the episode interview of Miss Nikki Matamog, I'd like to apologize on my end for the microphone. I was either not speaking into it correctly or I didn't have it turned up enough, so my level is a little low on this. My apologies. Please enjoy the show. Episode 2, Alter Egos, and my guest is Nikki Matamog, and Explain to the audience maybe where you were born or where you come from to start with. Sure. I am uh, from a very small town north of Wichita, about 45 minutes, called Mound Ridge. I think it's there's about 2,000 people. It's a um, small, did I say Mennonite town already? 
No, it's just, just a small town. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly Mennonite flavor. And uh, were you raised Mennonite? I was. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Mennonite church. Yes. See. Very liberal. You know, we wore regular clothes and um, you know had electronics. electronics. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so um, just a based in the principles of, uh, you know, pacifist and, you know, love your neighbor and all those things that... Love uh, your neighbor. Yeah, exactly. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. So that taught you to be the great person that you are today. Mm-hmm. And I think they did a lovely job. Oh, thank you, Lori. You're welcome. <laughs> so you were raised in Mound Ridge um, all your life, went to school. Mm-hmm. Yep. Was it a private school, Mennonite school, or was it just yep. a public education? It's just a public education school. Oh, there's 150 in the school. There were 33 in my graduating class. Wow. So teeny tiny. Do you know them now still today? Yeah, um, most mostly mostly on Facebook. There's a handful of them that still live there, but most everyone is spread out. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. So it most is. people leave, mm-hmm. but then some people some people stay. stay. And Absolutely. Care for the farm. Mm-hmm. Is there people that have farms? Yes. There? Okay. Definitely. Right into alter ego. <laughs> Just jump in. Okay. okay. Um, was there a time in your life, maybe when you lived in Mount Ridge, maybe not? that you wished you were someone else? Well. <laughs> or had an alter ego, you know. Sure, had, a vision. This is who I am here. Mm-hmm. This is who I need to be. I don't think I realized it at the time. You know, growing up, I'm just, you know, you're kind of in, I was in survival mode. I mean, you know, it's like all this stuff happening around me that I'm just not so unfamiliar with. So the idea of alter egos, I don't think I was cognizant of at that age. However, looking back, you know, being in such a small town, I, of course, wanted to be in a bigger town or have more experiences or... Like um, any child. Any, yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. So uh, I don't know that I ever really saw myself as wanting to be anyone specific, you know, like a doctor or, you know, right. you know anything like that. In my dreams, like I didn't dream about being a rock star or anything yeah. like that. I just, uh, it didn't really occur to me that, um, this is going to, hope this doesn't sound bad, but it didn't really occur to me that uh, I could live life any differently than what was in front of me. You okay. know, the idea of uh, branching out and being whoever I wanted to be wasn't really, uh, it's not that it wasn't an option, but it just was, you know... The, the fact that I had choices of what was next, you know, like go to college. Well, you know, when I was in college, well, this is what I know, so this is what I'll study, you know, that okay. kind of thing. It didn't occur to me the, you know, dreaming of what life might be like or what I want life to look like. Life is just what it is, and I'm living it. So, Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you think that came from the Mennonite background that would cause you to kind of stay on course and be very steady? I can only you know, imagine. Kind of, yeah, do all the right things and you will be rewarded, you know, right. with a good life. That, so I was doing all the right things and, and for, you know, the most part, had a really rewarding good life, you yeah. know, and still do. I yeah, have the definitely. best life ever. Yeah, my life's great. That's cool. It is cool. That is really cool. Mm-hmm. So do you have an alter ego today? Like when you perform on stage, do you turn into the the rock star or whatever you want to call it, the uh, performer you compared to the you that goes to the grocery store and gets eggs? Well, I think that is a natural 
you know, anybody mm-hmm. who's a performer especially is a natural, you know, like, I kind of have to talk myself into it, you know, because mm-hmm. of just for nerves' sake, you know what I mean? Just close your eyes, just do your thing, do it. Uh, I think it's natural. I was kind of was thinking about this, and uh, I think that anyone who's in front of you, whenever you share an experience with anyone, I've been kind of trying to deconstruct my alter ego, alter mm-hmm. egos, because we, we have many. Oh, many. yeah, yeah. So I've been kind of trying to deconstruct that and really find out who the base Nikki is, you know what I mean? Because like core. Correct, yeah. Okay. I think everyone that we encounter that's in front of us draws out different things in us, you know? Definitely. And we also... And depending on who you're around. Correct. And who, what they elicit in you mm-hmm. or what they trigger in you or, Definitely. you know, and sometimes it's comfortable sometimes not so comfortable (laughs) yeah or also you know I tend to be a little bit of a people pleaser and so I want to please whoever's in front of me you know I want to and the pacifist in me wants to keep everything calm you know so I'm not you know I'm not getting angry at anybody you know what I mean like that just tends to be my my mo for most of the time just be cool and calm and you know like and just uh not react, but, you know, interact with whoever's in front of me. So there is an element of alter ego no matter who's in front of you. And it's going to be different with every person, I think. So what I've been working on in the last couple years is trying to be as authentic as possible and finding out who that core Nikki is Uh and really being that and not being... Swayed, yeah. Well, and or uh, staying true to who I am, no matter who's in front of me, whether it be in a performance, it is difficult. And so that's it's been quite a ride. (laughs) Once I sort of kind of realized what was going on, I've been performing for quite a few years, and Mm -hmm. I realized over the years, you know, trying to ask the question to myself, why am I performing? I've got a, you know, I love singing. I've got a gift. I want to share it with people, but why, you know, right. Yeah. And is that a selfish thing or is that, you know what I mean? Like, um, I can see that, but I don't really, I do that with yoga. mm -hmm. Okay. I always feel like when I'm at yoga, it's all about you. It's not about anything else. You're stretching. You're trying to be healthy. Yeah. But, isn't that a selfish thing? And as a, um, when I took a class for it, I was a young mother, uh-huh. and it just burned me up that I was there being selfish for mm-hmm. myself. And that's the only thing I couldn't get it out of my head. Mm-hmm. So it made it less enjoyable for me. Mm-hmm. But yet it was doing everything to take care of yourself so you could be a better mother for your child right. who's at home. And to be able to yeah. get over that hill exactly. is is a journey mm-hmm. it's absolutely is yeah seeing the big picture and it's, same with like singing mm-hmm. and you're thinking oh my gosh mm-hmm. i do i really love this or am i just doing it off of an ego big yes. feed that i'm wanting exactly and is it really making me happy that's the same thing you're talking about. Yeah, it's really, you know, there was a moment, quite a few moments over the years where, you know, I have a day gig, I'm a massage therapist during the week, and doing uh, music on the weekends, and there was a time where I was gigging every weekend, and I loved oh, yeah. it, it was a wonderful, wonderful ride, but I got burned out. I just, it was really, I was so tired and I was teaching yoga also at the time thinking I was feeding myself, you know, doing three mornings a week at 6am, you know, teaching and then doing gigs on the weekend. It was like, 
to what degree will I keep pushing myself to be this alter ego for everyone who's in front of me? You right. know, as opposed to, and, and how much of that is feeding me? Feeding yourself, or is that feeding your classmates? I always felt like it was feeding myself because mm-hmm. I was doing the yoga too. They mm-hmm. were just kind of coming along for the ride. That's kind so of how I always viewed teaching. In it was interactive. This is me. This is what I would want to do if someone was teaching me yoga. And then kind people of. were following suit because you were the instructor. Yeah, kind of. I mean, I, it's an interactive experience. I always mm-hmm. ask if somebody needs something specific, if there's a bother, that kind of thing. But right. but really, most everyone who goes to a regular yoga class, you know, are it's just like you cover so many different things each week or mm-hmm. each uh, session so everything kind of is even you know what I mean even Steven that's the whole point of getting into a regular practice is you're covering each body part you know a couple times a week or etc and you're doing a full body everything so sometimes people get injured or Mm -hmm. you know or feeling cranky because they're sitting at the computer too much you know so do a little more shoulder work or a little more hip work that kind of stuff work on and focus in that direction exactly what are you having um, mm-hmm. injury wise right. what are you having trouble with and we'll stay away from that correct yeah that's so that's cool. more of an interactive situation as opposed to a performance where I have yeah. this number of songs uh-huh. and that I know how to play you know and right. so it's interactive in that you know I you take requests yeah. <laughs> or you know if I'm feeling a certain yeah right <laughs> if I'm feeling a certain vibe of the room or whatever mm-hmm. do more ballads or you know low right. key as opposed to the you know rock and crazy awesome you know like I'm more of, rock and crazy yeah awesome. I know I know yeah. <laughs> right I understand what you mean yeah it just depends on the venue right exactly if you were doing a, a senior citizens home right. it would be definitely more maybe chill, chill. exactly they they don't want to do Right. You don't want to get them too high. No. <laughs> exactly. So, so I think it just, you know, depends on the venue, depends on the people that are in front of you as to what songs come out. So that is also part of the alter ego too. I was just talking to someone this weekend about uh, how I was, you know, I can sing a song in front of anyone super easy, but being in front of someone and talking and, you know, interacting, small talk and, you know, it just makes me really nervous, you know, but I can huh. sing in front of anyone, you know, but the but, talking part, okay. in like in between songs, you know, whether introducing songs or interacting it's with the crowd. It, there was a time where I felt comfortable, but, you know, it just has, has gotten really nerve-wracking it's very it makes me very nervous and so you know when I can just let go and just be my authentic self and just be here to have fun it goes incredibly smoothly but there's that what do people want what alter ego do people want to see yes exactly yeah to not be your authentic self right and so alter egos can be awesome right. for performing reasons but it also can get i get in my own way very easily sure so there's that I think too it's really typical of all people mm-hmm. so yeah um i feel you there yeah so um <laughs> is there any other alter ego type story or any story at all really that you have in mind that you're thinking man i'm gonna come to this podcast and i'm gonna just gonna you know, say <laughs> People need to know this. Or whatever. Well, I just the the main thing that kept coming around to my you know uh, brain about alter egos is that it's an interactive experience with whoever's in front of you as to what alter ego pops up. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're uncontrollable. Sometimes you have a sense of you know 
what kind of what version of myself shows up like a version of myself shows up for my parents as opposed to a different version of myself showing up with you you know what I mean like and that sounds weird but um again trying to dissipate that alter ego and you you can't help it you know you can't help it Right, but that's been my practice over these last couple years, especially two years of just really trying to be my authentic self instead of trying to show up with whoever someone wants me to be. Right. So, which makes you feel badly afterward when you're reflecting on that? Um, Sometimes it depends. It depends who the person is, and it depends on what alter ego shows up. You know, like who was that? That's not even me. (laughs) You know, like what what did I just say? In the last two years, you said you've been really focusing. On mostly, yeah, mostly it's mindfulness. Okay. Just uh, um, uh, you know, like meditation. Yeah, and... just being uh, present mm-hmm. in the moment. It, I did, couldn't believe how before I had a mindfulness practice of just realizing how disconnected I was and completely distracted in my head, daydreaming. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and being in the moment with someone and being present. What am I saying? And listening. Right. You know, instead of. Uh, Answering, of or listening, about what you're gonna say next, right? Instead. Exactly, yeah, and kind of really slowing down. To do, but it's yeah. it's a really good practice. Mm-hmm. I think it is. So that that's been the main thing is just being aware of who shows up when someone's in front of me, mm. or if I'm feeling weird or feeling bad or not feeling my optimal self. What just happened? Okay. Who, who did I interact? What happened when they? You know, did they say something that made me feel weird? Or, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Trying to find the trigger. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So, was there anything you read or anything like that that led you down the path, or a life change, or any kind of thing like that that, that said, you know what, I, I acted a fool in this situation, and man, I don't want to do that anymore. And I'm whatever age I am, you know, like mm-hmm. thirty years old now. And I just don't want to be this fake person anymore. I want you to either like me for who I am or just leave me be and go your own way. Amen. Yeah. That's surprisingly not as easy as I thought it was going to be. No, it's terribly difficult. It is. Yeah. Why is it so difficult? Because you want the approval. I do. Of, I, I want the approval I do too. of people. Mm-hmm. And uh, like doing this podcast, I think it's a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. I think um, getting together with different people and trying to have a productive conversation mm-hmm. and trying to find that little thing that would benefit one other person uh-huh. is super difficult. Mm-hmm. But it's also really fascinating and wonderful. Uh-huh. And you have to remember, you're not just acting to your audience you have to love what you do or it's no good amen it's just no good amen so there's a certain vulnerability to that because there's a challenge you know because someone may not like it you know and and oh yeah (laughs) they could criticize it yeah exactly dump all over Mm -hmm. it and And i welcome that yeah and why is that such a scary place right why? Why that seems scary crazy. Doesn't like what you do. Right. I can't tell you how many people I know that are just like, who cares? I <laughs> really believe that and right. really feel that. And I want some of that. Yeah. I want that. Some I, of that. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Just let it be the duck. Let it roll off. The yes, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, everyone's different. It's a, right. obviously a big, long scale. Um, but that's part of the mindfulness practice for me is being aware of where my strengths are and where my not so strengths are. (laughs) And so, uh, and so, and reminding, 
you know, myself of that self-talk of just like, why do you care what they think? Just keep going, you know, just keep moving. You know, it's not going to affect you in five years. It's not going to affect you in a year. It's It's not going to affect you next week. Right, exactly. Exactly. That's true. Mm -hmm. I always hear, um, you know, really huge stars that have millions of followers or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they always say, don't read the comments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever it is, don't read the comments. Mm-hmm. But they always do read the comments. I mean, somebody's always talking about, I read the comments. Sure. Oh well, and there's always someone that's not going to like what you're doing. Sure. Because there's if you're a gazillion putting people. yourself out there, mm-hmm. then there's going to be people that like it, and there's going to be mm-hmm. people that don't, don't. like it. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is you're taking the chance. Yes. So and it's scary sometimes. It is scary. It is. Awesome. Well, I think that's awesome. And I think we're going to wrap it. Okay. And we can continue to talk mm-hmm. because we sometimes get some cool stuff in there too. Uh-huh. Okay. But thanks for coming. Absolutely. And I appreciate you. Oh, man. For being my second guest. Thank you, you Lori. Great job. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> Did you want to sing a song or anything? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to but no, I can no. whatever you want <laughs> you have, have you heard my new song look I say new song it's probably about a year old but it's my newest song mm-hmm. called let go have mm-hmm. you heard that one no no you wanna play it for me yeah let's do it okay <laughs> <laughs> I wrote this tune um, about a year ago in the middle of all this weird work. <laughs> and I say work, it's just a, opening some my eyes to what life I want to have, you know? Yeah. And what, what Nikki looks like.
Okay, well, that was my great friend Nikki Matamog, and what a great performance, and what an honor to have her here performing live for the podcast. Um, Catch a podcast. Special thanks goes to Phil and Fletcher Burris for helping me with the technical aspects of producing a podcast. Jeff and Zach Tuttle for photographs that I use on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, Kirk Renstrom for the music, Nikki Matamog for the ending song, and Lisa Renstrom for allowing me to use Kirk's music. I'd also like to thank anyone who supports this podcast and takes the time to give it a listen. I hope you all catch a pocket you can be proud of. See you next time.